Welcome to the Human Dog Fighting Show, presented by Dogwood Radio, with your hosts, Davis Franklin and Richard Dack. I want right. to right, begin, oh, Davis, I'm going to give a quick anecdote and reason for why you need to drive this the second podcast in our illustrious podcast career. All right. And it is because unlike last time when I stayed at home sober watching on ESPN Plus, I went out to the bar with some friends and they had 32 ounce beers for $5. So I had one for every stinking match. And it was it was a rough. So my analysis and insight might be a little bit lagging. However, I did learn a new bar trick that is a surefire way to get someone to buy you a beer. Would you like to hear about it? I would love to hear about this. It's called Two Pints, One Shot. And what you do is you say, I'm going to drink these two pints of beer before you drink that one shot of liquor. And what you do is you say, the, here are the rules. You, I can't touch your drink, your glass. You can't touch my glasses. Uh, your friends can't help you. Um, and you can't start until I finish my first one. And so you drink your first pint of beer and then you flip it over and put it over top of the guy's shot glass. With the full I like this. Day. And like then this. you drink your second pint, and you get them to buy you those beers. It's a genius ploy. We, that we, is genius. This this uh, this reg- bar regular did it to us. He pulled the fast one on us, and now I know. And uh, yeah, so there, that's that's what we did. Mm-hmm. It was a party. Didn't really. The fights were okay though. The fights were good. Fights were good. Fights were great. Um, I'm sorry you had to watch them out. Um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so I actually missed the – so we should let everyone know UFC 235 is probably one of the most stacked cards, you know, since I've been a fan of the sport. So I guess in the past, like, you know, four years. Um, I, at least that was my impression coming into it. And I, don't, I don't think it disappointed at all. Only fight that I missed in the prelims and the main card was the Diego Sanchez Mickey Gall fight. Did you catch that one, Rich? No, I came in and it was over. Yeah. Diego Sanchez had finished him like TKO. Also, the bar had the prelims on ESPN Deportes, so I couldn't really decipher what was going on uh, with the closed captioning because it was in Spanish. But I, you know, I guess Diego. Both of us picked Gall because. I talked you into that, I think. Yeah, I think he kind of did, but I won't blame it on you. Uh, looks like he just got beat up pretty freaking bad, and he didn't yeah. get any takedowns. So, yeah, um, you know, can't talk about that too much since we didn't see it. But it looked like Mickey Gall just got exposed. For sure. All right. Um, but moving on, um, you know, the rest of the prelims had some pretty good matchups. Uh, the second fight, though, Cody Stamen and Alejandro Perez was, I thought, boring. I think it was, yeah. it was two, two guys that were, you know, creeping up towards the top ten, not willing to take any risks, um, you know, both trying to 
went on the judges' scorecard, and Stamen just kind of snuck in enough shots to, uh, it to make was, that one happen. It was not like the bantamweight fight that came in the main card. It was opposite no. of that. It, <laughs> it was, was the total opposite. It, it was a very measured circling around, you know, taking the shots that come to you sort of fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, I, I picked Cody Stamen, so I was happy about that, but I think it could have gone either way. Yeah, it was kind of, well, the first round statement I think was pretty dominant, and that's why, you know, when, when uh, Perez heard them call it the scores, I think it was 29-28, 29-28, and then 30-27, he knew he'd lost, because he knew he lost that first round. Yeah. Um, and the other two were kind of toss-ups. All right, moving on to the performance of the night, light heavyweight fight. Johnny oh. Walker KO'd Misha Kirkinov. Uh, Latvian Johnny Walker is a Brazilian who resides in England. Um, Misha Kirkinov, Canadian or sorry, Latvian who resides in Canada. Johnny Walker put him out with yeah. a flying knee. Thirty-seven seconds into the fight, it was a big knee. And you were when we were talking about it, you were saying that Johnny Walker has finished his last three fights in the first round, and Misha, I think it's Kirkinov. Uh, was getting knocked out a lot in the last two fights. So, yeah, that was that was a big knee, much better than his celebration. He the the previous fight he did a celebration where he did a backflip followed by the worm followed by just laying on the mat. This time he just felled himself like a dead tree into the, in the middle of the ring and laid there and. And uh, hurt his shoulder. He, um, he hurt his shoulder? his shoulder. Yeah, he, you didn't see that? Yeah, because you're watching at a bar. He yeah. separated his shoulder when he, when he fell to the ground. Like, it's the kind of celebration that I would have done as a child because I couldn't do any cool dance moves or flips. So he just yeah. fall down. And, uh, and <sighs> yeah, that's what he did. And he separated his shoulder. What an so, idiot. Yeah. You know, yeah, we to, were... I was watching it, and the the my two buddies that I was with, they started talking about I don't know like microfinance or something that I wasn't interested something in. Something boring. And um, you know, thirty seconds later, the fight was over, and they both looked up and had no idea of what had happened. It was it was a quick fight, and Johnny Walker's, I mean, he's dangerous. I think, I he's going to be in the top ten. He'll get a top ten guy after this. In light heavyweight, right? Well, Anthony Smith could be a good matchup for him coming off of this yeah. loss against John Jones. Yeah. Um, I think that could be kind of cool. I mean, it could be a tough one for Smith, but if he beats Walker, I don't know how they're going to want to handle it. But for yeah. so the flying knee, for those of y'all that didn't see, was, you know, something as um, like kind of, I you know, a, a new guy relatively to. MMA, you see in a lot of these exchanges, especially between, well, at all the weight classes, where guys will throw an overhand, like an overhand right, and then just duck. Like, mm. Almost like they're doing a deadlift. Their legs aren't, you know, straight back, and they just, like, duck down and put their face, you know, parallel with the ground. And I've yeah. always seen that. I've always seen it, Rich, and I've thought to myself, okay, someone's just going to need one of these guys in the face because – it's like uh, it's like a boxing parry is what yeah. they're doing, and it's just something that in when there are kicks and knees, 
you're you have to be ready for a kick in the knee if you're going to be doing that. Yeah. You know, that's I think that's why uh, what I see when I see that. I think that it's just they have this boxing technique and they should be worried about a, a big knee. And Johnny yeah, Walker just yeah. jumped. He just like launched himself. And that was he, yeah dangerous. There was a lot of force. A lot of force behind that knee. Not the, the first, the not first... the last knee into the, into the face. Not the last knee in the face uh, for the night either. But the only legal one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man, my battery's dying. All right. Let's see. Moving on, uh, Zabit and Jeremy Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just watching the post-fight show. So Zabit, uh, Magnum Sherpov, Magnum Sherpov, I don't know. Can't pronounce it. Zabit, Dagestani guy. Um, he's kind of a rising star. He got a decision win over Jeremy Stevens, which um, I thought the commentators are saying Zabit just ran through him, but that's not what I saw. That's not he, what I thought happened. They were they kept referring to like the total punches landed, but I mean, aside from the second round when he had him down and had him had Magomedov. Zabit, we'll say Zabit. Yeah. Zabit had Stevens down, and he was controlling him in the second round. Aside from that, like this, the the commentators were saying that he had more total punches, but it didn't seem like the total punches were doing any damage because Jeremy no. Stevens is a little tank. And I mean, I, I wasn't, I was, I was, wasn't too into it into this fight. Yeah. At the end, Stevens clipped him a couple times, though, too. Um, you know, it looked like pretty heavy shots. I mean, Zabit has a chin, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those fights where you're like, let him keep fighting. Like, you know, yeah. uh, or or a draw. I think a draw would have been reasonable, actually, in, in this. And I was biased. I wanted Stevens to win, but, yeah, you know, some, sometimes we get too many of these. Uh, you are a big draw guy. You're a yeah. big draw proponent. I'm a big proponent of more draws. Definitely more mm-hmm. draws. If it's not a clear win, then no one should win. Run it back. Uh, all right. Let's see. Moving on to the main card. Cody Garbrandt is an idiot. Oh, oh he's so dumb. Big this old is why dummy. I picked against him. Big old he's dummy. he's an idiot. He, oh, um, my gosh. I thought he was kind of controlling the first round. Uh, it didn't go out of the took, first round. It was only well, one round. He was wasn't controlling it? the fight. Yes, he yeah. was controlling the fight. It ended at the very end of the first round. Yeah. Because uh, Cody Garbrandt really just likes to knock people out, and he just throwing haymakers. He had mm-hmm. Pedro Munoz on the on the ropes, and then he just ducked his head and started throwing overhands. Yeah, it's the same way he's lost to TJ both times. Is that? He just – he was throwing a big right, and he wasn't covering his left side – with his left. And the other guy beat him to the right punch. Yeah. It was, it's the same time he – this is how he's lost three fights. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he got the championship, and then uh, that was – that fight over Dominic Cruz was dominant. It was a dominant display over Dominic Cruz, but – TJ Delshaw has had his number, and he just isn't going to be the same, I feel like. I can't – I I don't know. I, he's been outed, man. Like, yeah. 
he has a lot of power, but his hands aren't that fast. And, you know, people are going to, if he keeps letting people beat him with these, uh, these haymaker exchanges, he's just yeah. going to keep losing. And he keeps um, dancing. So I, That's why I don't pick for him. He's, he what? dances in the middle and I can't stand it. <laughs> if you're going to do the robot in the middle of the fight. Uh, it's just, ugh. Yeah, that's, you know, we're not all blessed with, you know, create creative abilities of someone like Ben Askren to entertain the crowd. Oh, um, we want the funk. Get up off that so funk. should we, well, I guess we got to say uh, the other fight. Um, Tisha the Torres. The women's fight, right? Tisha Torres and Wei Li Zhang. Mm-hmm. Um, I was starting to fall asleep during, during this one. Uh, yeah, had a few was... beers and. Uh, good for Wei Li Zhang. She got the win. Um, impressive performance, but not anything to write home about. I mean, she's 19-1, uh, and one, and Tisha Torres has been in the UFC for like eight fights. So it's a great, you know, coming into the organization, getting a win for her. Mm-hmm. And it sets her up to, I mean, straw weights. You got Yelena Yunjechik. You got Rose Namajunas. You got a bunch of people. So I'd like to see her move up and fight someone, you know, not, yeah, fight someone in the top five. I feel like. Yeah, why not? Yeah, she's 19-1. Yeah. Hasn't lost in like 17 fights or something crazy. Yeah. And, you know, she she won the fight and she won a friend. I think that Carter was saying that uh, she – uh, asked Tisha Torres to be her friend after the fight. She did. It, yeah, it felt very like Chinese. Uh, her translator was hilarious. I guess maybe it was also her boyfriend or husband. Oh. Uh, he was he was just so happy. It was, I don't know, it kind of cracked me up. Um, I like it. But yeah, congratulations to Weili Zhang. Um, but now, getting now, to the big fight. The yeah. The we're all excited about. The one yeah. that made this one of the best cards of all time. We right, Ben Askren. Uh, 18 and 0 coming into the fight comes into we want the funk uh, with his dad bod. I mean, he did not look in shape compared to someone like Robbie Lawler. Um, I, know. I mean, do I, you agree, Rich? Like he looks oh, a yeah, little yeah. bit like yeah, he looks like his a, his picture when he walked in. They, they it's not doing him any, no, any favors. He's got a little gut. Yeah, um, and the the love handles, you know. That's yeah. how you know a real athlete. Real athletes have love handles and beer bellies. Look He's at Cormier. Just... Look at Ben Askren. Look at Roy Nelson. Those are real <laughs> athletes. And I was, I was hyped about this fight. I've been, I've watched Ben Askren win NCAA wrestling championships. I've followed him in the Olympics. I've been following him from Bellator to One FC till now, and it's been a long time coming. Um, they they just he's it, he and Dana White haven't gotten along because he called out Dana White for before USADA and like actual drug testing was installed. Dana White was saying it's impossible. There's too many fighters, and Ben Askren was like, "No, it's not. USADA and the Olympics do it." And Dana White didn't like that, and so he sort of blackballed him and said that when. When Ambien wants to go to sleep, it watches Ben Askren fights and sent him to and wouldn't sign him, even though he's one of the best in the world. And God, that, R- Robbie Lawler, 
first two minutes really put him through the ringer. I was I was worried when he was after the big slam and a few of those ground and pound punches that he that uh, Lawler landed on Askren. I was worried that it was going to get stopped. Yeah, the fight started with Ben Askren um, going Look for at, a takedown, getting lifted up, and then it got slammed on his head. He was looking uh, like that fight could have been stopped. He it definitely yeah. could have been stopped. He got bloodied up fast. He took yeah. hard punches from. I mean, he kind of had him. He wasn't even in mount. He was just kind of standing over top of him, like mm. leaning his face in. You know, and I was watching it with uh, with Michael Welsh, and he was like, yeah, these are the moments where I don't like this stuff. You know, because yeah. it looked like Askren was you – know, to his credit, though, he didn't give up his back. He didn't turn around. Um, mm. He kept moving. I, they didn't call the fight, which was good because they could have stopped it, I think, and right. it wouldn't have been too crazy. He was tough. Um, and then it almost looked like he was going to get, uh, he, I'd never, I don't know. He wrestled so strangely. It looked like he was potentially going to get choked out like the guillotine. Right. But he went all the way through. Right. Remember what I'm talking about? Like he, how Askren got up. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. I I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you the techniques he used, but he is like a deer on ice standing up. Yes. You know, like his striking game is not where it should be against these guys. And that's what this fight showed is he just, he needs to gas people out and he needs to get a takedown. He needs to, you know, he just needs a boxing coach. All he needs is like, just, well, he needs to he, work on his boxing he has one. He works with the same guy that Tyron Woodley works with. He's got a uh, what is it? Duke Rufus is Muay Thai, I think. He's got Duke Rufus, Din Thomas. He's got the same team as Tyron Woodley, and like Anthony Pettis and a bunch of other people. But he's just—I I mean, not that athletic. Just not. I don't know the movement. The non-grappling movements aren't there. Yeah. I, what do you think about well, the he? He claims that he well, he claims that he never got hit on his feet. Ben Askren. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But that's what he claims. Um, yeah. I thought the finish was, um, you know, I was watching the post fight interview, and uh, well, it lo- definitely looked like Robbie Lawler got choked out. His right. arm went limp. Yeah. Um, if he was just trying to. Re- relax you know and conserve some energy and let ben kind of gas himself out and then make a move it didn't look like that because mm-hmm. the ref herb dean grabbed his hand and said are you okay he grabbed his hand are you okay and then let go of his hand and the hand flopped right back down mm-hmm. and that's when he called it and then he even waited a second after that to make sure so i think what may have happened is that he went out for a second and then as soon as the pressure was gone he like came straight back up and was like, "What happened?" Probably. Well, I mean, I don't know. He looked out. I mean, he it's, wasn't doing anything to show that he was not out. Right. So. Yeah, that arm went from above his head to the mat, and yeah. it, like he, I just, uh, I think he was out. It's a big controversy. Dana White, of course, is like, "Oh, it's a big controversy. We have to do it again because he wants Ben Askren to lose." He, and I mean, it, yeah. make, it would make sense 
<laughs> to do it again, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like it would be a similar fight, though. Maybe a longer one, but a similar fight. I think Robbie, Ben Asprin still wins. He they, yeah. he looked pretty dominant once they got, besides that first slam, like, he was, mm-hmm. there's a reason, you know, why he's an Olympic wrestler, and yeah. Um, that was a, I mean, a, a cool, well, Robbie Lawler just gave up his back. He yep. was in a weird situation, and I, he just gave up his back. Yep. And Aspirin with the bulldog choke, and some people, you know. It it's looked very, like, like he was trying to get out. He was. It looked like he was out of that. He was going to get out, and then the bulldog choke, you, you just, it's not something you expect. It's no, not something and, that uh, a lot of guys do. Well, you know, Aspirin was saying in the interview that he can uh, crush a watermelon. Like yeah. when you, in training. And it's like, you don't even have to be around the guy's neck. If you're just around the chin and you just smush, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Rogan was saying, like, guys can go out from that. Like, yeah. So, oh, that's true. I've seen him smush two watermelons at the same time. That's nuts. Yeah. He's got that black belt squeeze. Yeah. I wonder if he can. There's one guy who's a, uh, I think he's a two or three time Penn State wrestling champion, Zane Rutherford. His YouTube or his Instagram gimmick is that he um, crushes apples in his hands. Oh shit! Yeah, that's that's his thing. So like Ben Askren, he squeezes watermelons. This guy crushes apples. I'm more impressed with the apples, but I'm impressed yeah, that's with a lot them. of grip strength. That's uh, astounding. I feel like yeah. a weakling just even thinking about that. Right. Um, yeah, so big win for Ben Askren. He says he wants to fight the winner of Jorge Masvidal and Darren Till, which is going down. Um, this week, I think. Yeah, this week. And I'm excited to watch that. It'll be Saturday fights, but in the afternoon because mm-hmm. um, they're over in London. So, right. Uh, that'll be cool. That's I. Who do you think is going to win that one? I like Till. I hope he wins. Yeah. So. Till's – you're always going to wonder if he's going to make weight. But if he does, he's bigger. He's better than Masvidal. Masvidal is a a lightweight that talks a bunch of smack and doesn't and wants to move up. So it's like you almost have like a lightweight fighting like a a middleweight. Right, because Till is enormous. Yeah. yeah. So that could be kind of ugly. I'd like to see Aspen um, fight Till. Speaking of ugly, oh, uh, Tyron yeah. Woodley. You know, the a dominant champ who was a major favorite. Well, actually, the odds weren't that big. But he no, was a favorite. it was like 100. Yeah, 180 to 150. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he got totally dominated by Kamaru Usman, which I called. I said it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be this that dominant. dominant. Yeah. But he did. Usman did the same thing that he did to Emil Mech. Right, mm-hmm. where he tied him up, he wore him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh my gosh, he had 197 more strikes than the Tyron body Woodley blows. did. The body blows. So, he was tearing at those ribs. He was oh, digging the, into the ribs. It was <sighs> did not look good. Got to be some shattered ribs going on there. Yeah, it was. The clinch work was. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but it looked. It was brutal, man. Um, yeah, and you know if I mean Woodley's whole his game plan for the last few fights, he's been fighting against strikers like Thompson and Till, and his whole thing has been I'm gonna 
stay against the fence and I'm going to bull rush you. And mm-hmm. uh, Usman just took that away from him by forcing him against the fence mm-hmm. and constantly threatening the takedown and just digging into the body. And it was, uh, it was really just super dominant. So dominant. He had him out for a large percentage of the fight. Yeah. And then I thought the refereeing there on that fight was pretty bad. At one point, oh. Usman was in mount throwing punches, and they got separated. It's like yeah, they broke it up a ridiculous. lot. They yeah. broke it up too much. Like yeah, if they're against the fence and the guy's punching them in the side, you got to keep it going. You can't. Well, what's up with the the fans? There was all that booing going on. It's like come on. Like obviously, well, it's like one of the things I think we experienced last year when we watched those fights. It's live in Boston. Is that if it's a grappling match, it's not fun to watch it while you're live. You can't yeah. see anything, right? Which is, I think, a great reason not to go to UFC fights because they're much better to watch, yeah. you know, televised. And the energy is cool and stuff for a big fight to be there live, but it's not yeah. a lot to see. Well, what I learned last night is one of my the, one of my buddies I was with is in the secondary market for sporting events, mm-hmm. and you really for UFC, you gotta wait till the last day. If you're gonna, if you're somewhere, if you're trying to go to a, uh, one of the fights, you gotta wait till the last day because they just slash prices. He was right. saying that he looked at uh, floor seats that were at four grand at the beginning of the month, cut down to fifteen hundred beginning of this week, and then we're gonna cut to like, and he looked. Right before, and they were about seven fifty for floor seats, but it's also in vain and all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. So now, now we know. The more we know. Yeah, well, that, that could even be fun. Like, uh, if there's a big fight, like in New York or something like that, just to go to New York. Yeah. Without t- tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. Was this from the UFC website themselves that they were selling it for? No, like StubHub, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's just for Vegas, though. Yeah, because it's I'm like sure a destination it's, place. Yeah, and if it's, if it's somewhere like New York, if there are more people who are like, oh, it's not – it's the traveling circus is – UFC circus is in town, and I'm in New York, and I need to get the tickets now. So maybe yeah. it's the market's different for different outside of Las Vegas. Quite possible. But, um, yeah, you picked this. Did you pick? You picked Usman. I picked Woodley. Yeah, you were right. Um, One of the then, most, the most dominant, or arguably the most dominant, uh, you know, performance in UFC uh, titles. You know contention history so it really was bell to bell Uh, yeah yeah. i i'm pissed off that he's gonna fight covington next oh he's so excited for that fight he just wants to destroy him everyone wants. he almost went after him after the fight uh and it's a great kind of story too usman who's really you know um made a point to talk about, you know, the, as an immigrant, you know, moving to the U S as a child coming from, you know, poverty in Nigeria. And he really is the American dream, you know? Yeah. And then you've got this guy Covington, who's like, you know, with his make America great again, hat and 
Yeah. It's like this, oh man. Nerd bashing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just everyone wants Covington to lose. Like It'll every, be great. I think Usman is going to bloody him up pretty good. They have um, the same style though. Like they they both are pressure <laughs> wrestler fighters. So is Woodley. Yeah, well, Woodley's not a pressure wrestler fighter anymore. He, well, he's, he's got both, those skills. He's got the skills, but both Usman and Covington. Push you up against the fence and dig into the body and tire you out and take you down. So it is an interesting fight because they have similar styles. I think that, I mean, my, I want Usman to win because I hate Covington. I think he's a garbage human being. <laughs> but, yeah. like, it's, it's an interesting fight to see who can think about who can do it better because that's what it's going to be. It's true. Mm-hmm. It'll, uh, you know matchups you know make fights and mm-hmm. that'll be a good one so moving on to the the main event um you know i don't think i really understood how good john jones was until this fight because anthony smith had just been running through people and he couldn't do anything in the uh, from rounds you know two to four I was totally mm-hmm. paralyzed by john jones he- you know i think also, John Jones having over a seven foot wingspan as a guy who's only six four, like against another big guy, you know, like Smith, they're, they're same height, but John Jones looks so much bigger. Like he's got this halo defense; you can't get near him. Leg he's kicks a lot bigger. He, I mean, he looked like he had an extra inch or two on of height, and he has more reach. And he's just, he's a mean person and he's just a bully and he knows how to keep his range. That's the, what they, they said in all the lead up was that Jones keeps range better than anyone else. And if you want to get into his range without him letting you, it's going to be tough because he chops at legs. He has all these elbows, all these punches and he just is great at protecting himself and he's great at aggressive aggression too. It's that oblique kick that he yeah. uses the, to people's knees. You can't yeah. go through it. I think that's what's so he uses so effectively is cause you can move through like a straight, you can move through a hook, you can move through just a standard like leg kick chopping at it. But when he hits you with that kick to the front of your knee, you literally can't move forward or your legs going to snap. He buckles you. Um, yeah. It buckles you yeah. every time. Uh, um, and you know it's a mix part of it is just his body he's got this freakishly long legs and freakishly um, you know long arms but he's so athletic as well he was throwing axe kicks and spinning um, you know body kicks and uh, you know props to Anthony Smith though one Anthony Smith could have won by DQ because John Jones hit him as a downed opponent with a knee yeah, didn't. So Anthony Smith, you know, cost himself millions of dollars by kind of having some honor and and not you know going that route. Um, I thought he. I mean, Jones's only loss is via DQ for a very similar situation. Yeah, 
And I thought it was going to happen again. And so did Jones. If you looked yeah. at him, he was like, oh, geez, not again. I, uh. But it was a – I mean, I'm not sure. The I think he was – he had no knees on the ground. It was just his feet and one hand. But I don't know. I don't, so I don't know if there are new rules against what he did or what happened. No, that's the old rules, and that Nevada has kept that rule, is that you only need one hand down to be oh, down to Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. In some states, you that would be legal to need in that situation. But I think Jones wasn't even thinking about it, man. I just think he was... I think he tried to time it. I think he, because <clears throat> if you look at it, it's like he, Anthony is, Smith is getting up. And as he's getting up, Jones does it. It's the same thing as Greg Hardy, only Jones has a lot better track record. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, uh, you know, Jones is dominant on the ground, dominant standing up. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Smith survived. But, you know, at this point, though, I'm not really that excited to watch John Jones fight other, like, white heavyweights. No. People love talking about Johnny Walker at some point could be a threat. But after seeing what he did to Anthony Smith, who really looked like he was kind of moving up a level, you know, compared to uh, all the guys he'd fought, it's like, it's I didn't, boring. It, I didn't like, trust the Anthony Smith hype. I didn't believe the oh. Anthony Smith hype. He beat Rashad Evans. He beat uh, uh, older Shogun Rua. And then he beat Vulcan Ozdemir, who was Anthony Smith a year ago. Like, the UFC just needed a light heavyweight, and they built up Volkan Ozdemir a year ago, and he lost, and then he lost again. And they did the same thing with uh, Anthony Smith. They just, they don't have, I mean, the mainstays of Gustafson, Jones, and Cormier are all the light heavyweights that they really have. Those are the three. Yeah, and Jones runs through every single one of them. Like I, I don't see, and I liked the question at the end. Rogan really wants John Jones to move up the heavyweights, <laughs> you know, because I, yeah. I think that's the new challenge. Is give him Nganu, give him Miocic. Yes, those move, would be interesting fights. Like, like let him go back to bodybuilding and doing whatever he was doing when he was off. And not cut weight and see yeah. how he does against those guys. Because I'm just not that interested in him beating up these littler guys than him anymore. Yeah. Like, that's part of what it's like. He's just a lot bigger. Like, so it's kind of, he's just got the perfect body to be a light heavyweight. And so it's like, okay, now let's move up and fight some guys that no one's going to have the same reach as him. But yeah. that have the, the weight, you know, to maybe walk through some more, you know. And and guys that are big enough to knock him out, like even Daniel Cormier. At heavy, I don't want to see them fight again, but I'd love to see him fight Stipe Miocic at heavyweight. Yeah, I'd love him to fight Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Um, what if he had Derek Lewis? That'd be amazing. Now that would yeah. <laughs> he would, he would destroy would Derek Lewis. He would destroy he, Derek Lewis. Yeah, Derek Lewis would have a chance. His balls would be too hot. Jones, <laughs> Jones would ruin him. I mean, 
I wasn't as focused. I was I was catching up with some buddies and I was out of the bar, like I said. But it was still a good fight. Um, and the card was fights. stacked. I think my favorite fight was the. I mean, the Ben Askren, of course, coming back, and then the stupid Cody Garbrandt and what's his name, uh, Ruiz. That one was the second best fight. I feel like. Oh, I thought the Usman fight was my favorite. Just. Yeah. Well, just because as it progressed, it's like, oh, man, he's really going to do it. He's really going to be the new world yeah. champion. He just has to keep this up. I you wasn't know, as focused four. on that one but because that was when the uh, bar regular came and did the two points one <laughs> shot on me. And uh, so, <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to try to watch this fight coming up on Saturday. And, um, you know, for everybody, anyone who's interested on ESPN Plus, UFC London, uh, it airs at three o'clock on the East Coast, um, so yeah. good Saturday activity. Yeah, and uh, I think we should go over the. I mean, we don't have to go pick by pick, but I beat you again. You I did. I beat you again. I, I at one point I had, uh, I had one, two, three, four, five, six. I had six fights in a row, so I got seven yeah, but I, fights I also correct. Had some of those as well. So that's you. That's deceptive, Rich. Makes it sound like I lost by more than you're saying. I picked Usman. I shouldn't have picked Smith. If I had picked Jones, then we would have tied. Uh, I had seven. You had five. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Now, what's another one that I miss? You picked Stevens. I picked Garbrandt. And Garbrandt. Yeah. 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 Those ones yeah, turned it for I, you. I, think, I, I thought those were good picks, though. Um, and I still think Stevens, really, that should have been a draw. But. If I keep doing this well in these picks, I'm going to start gambling and losing money again. It's going to be bad. It's going to be <laughs> bad for me. Because when I don't put money down, I pick correctly. And then when I do, I suck. And you should fade. That's how it works. Yeah. It's terrible. What are you thinking, Carter? You watched it, right? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, the last fight was pretty boring. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultimately, I don't know if it was worth $70 of fighting, but it was entertaining. And uh, that one fight where the two guys were wailing on each other was pretty Garbrandt, crazy. That was Munoz. And then the, the old dad bod white guy who came out just getting ripped and then, uh, you know, beat the guy at the wrestling in the end. That was wild. I uh, won a shot on that fight. Well, yeah. my buddy, I, I was I was talking, I was like, this is Ben Askren. He's a monster. I bet you uh, if if he wins, you buy us shots. If the, other, and if the other guy wins, I'll buy you shots. And my buddy goes, let me see, wait, wait, let me see until the other guy walks out. And he sees ruthless Robbie Lawler, and he goes, oh, yeah, deal. I'm taking that bet. <laughs> I'm taking Ruth. He's got shark eyes. I'm picking Ruthless. And I won shots off that. I mean, this is a, yeah, it was fun. What did you think of the um, Usman Woodley fight, Carter? As a, oh, totally controlled. Not really that, that was watching that. I was like, why does it need to be five rounds? We know how this is going. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, That's ultimately were... sort of my takeaways. I think five rounds might be a little too much. Well, the no. problem is sometimes three rounds isn't enough. A lot of the times three rounds isn't enough. Yeah. And then you have these dumb decisions that are like, 
It were to just be a draw, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I was falling asleep the last two rounds of the final fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the final fight, it was just. Yeah, that's what I was saying with Rich. Is I don't want to see Jones beat up these light heavyweights anymore. Mm-mm. Right. And like, I want to see him move up to heavyweight and be challenged because I don't think he's going to get challenged. You know, maybe someone like Johnny Walker, they're going to try to build him up, up and maybe give him one or two fights before um, he fights Jones. But even then, it's like... like the dude yeah, just, just dislocated his shoulder in a celebration. I don't yeah, want it was a very un-John Jones-like move. Well, or a very John Jones-like move, depending on your perspective. All right. All right. Well, that's just fun. Well, um, thanks everyone who took some time out of the day to join us on the uh, human dog fighting hour hosted by Dogwood Radio and, uh, and check Dick. out Davis yeah. and Dick uh, check out uh, UFC London next weekend yeah Peace. and shout out to the uh, shout out to the movie brats um, you know their Oscar picks were great I think, aside from Roma, everything was great this year. So, uh, be ready. I'm going to come out with my podcast, the, the Movie Brat Brat Thoughts with Dick Knack, hopefully coming soon, where I analyze their podcast. Let's make that happen, Carter. myself.